Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode 254. This week, we're talking with Jonathan Frederick about walking in our calling, unexpected opportunities, and also overcoming some of the loneliness that might come with that. It can be really hard to find others to connect with. It just can. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for stopping by and welcome to the show. We want to see the body of Christ fully engaged in God's mission on the earth. And I do want to mention that this show is made possible in part by generous support from listeners like you. If you might recall, as a longtime listener of the show, I'm asking you to partner with me in four specific ways, and I'll have an update about that after the interview. You can find out more about that at engagingmissions.com patron. This week, we're going to be talking about the importance of walking in our callings and some of the ways that that can lead to interesting ministry opportunities. If you or somebody that you know is struggling in some way, maybe being thankful for God's provision or working through whether or not what they're doing can actually be called a ministry or maybe trying to juggle everything I think that you'll find some incredible insights in Jonathan Frederick's story, especially the way that God opened up some doors for ministry at a conference that was not at all a faith-based conference. I want to tell you a little bit about Jonathan Frederick before we get into this. He grew up as a pastor's kid, and he's now using work and business to meet and minister to a variety of people. And in particular, he's developed a platform using his podcast, The Heart Healthy Hustle, which is not necessarily a faith-based show, but it's opening up some opportunities for him to connect with and minister to both his guests and his audience. I think that you're going to be really encouraged as you hear this, and if his show sounds interesting to you, I would encourage you to go ahead and visit that and check it out. Maybe subscribe to it if you find it interesting. I'm not going to take any more time. We're going to head right to talking with Jonathan Frederick. It's really sometimes interesting to see the the wide variety of ways that God works out his calling in our lives. I know that you work part-time and that you're building a business that allows you to minister. And I'm interested in how God is using you to draw people closer to himself. But I'm also interested as we get started in how it all fits together. So how do these pieces fit together? Yeah, that's a great question, sincerely. Honestly, I look at every person as a ministry, and I don't always do a great job of treating them with the love of Christ, but I do feel and believe that each person that I encounter is incredibly valuable, and it's a blessing to have that encounter with them. So I try to walk out my what I believe is my God-given purpose with fervor because I just don't see any other option. The alternative is not attractive to me. So let me just give you a quick day in the life. I work part-time for 
the largest utility company in the in the United States. It's, it's not that big a deal. I actually work in in sales. I'm a salesperson, but I only do that part time. The amazing thing about that is it's a real company. It's real work. It's real income that God really puts into my bank account if I really work. <laughs> so that is easier said than done. But the point is, I got that job through going to a church when I relocated to the Triangle area of North Carolina, which is Raleigh, Chapel Hill area, for those of the listeners who are not familiar familiar with the area. And there's just a lot of opportunity here. It's just, it, it's a booming area, a very exciting place to be. I'm about 27 years old. And as I work on all the things, this job has given me part-time availability so that I can pursue what I believe is my God-given purpose. And that space is not something that I take for lightly because I feel, yeah. I, I beg God for that. I, I begged him crying on my hands and knees for that space. And so you're working part-time at a utility and that's affording you the space, if you will, to pursue some other things. What are the other things that you're pursuing? Yeah, just to answer your question directly, I, I have a podcast. I also have a videography business that's really just, uh, I don't know, per diem is the right word. It's just kind of a, as the jobs come in, mm. I do that. And, and honestly, anything that I see I can use to earn some income, I'm there. But I also realize the power and consistency and focus. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at now is, is taking a more consistent, the tortoise versus the hare approach to really get focused on where God's going to lead me to start monetizing things so that I can focus on, on giving back and not feel any obstacles or anything from finances, which I, I have a lot of faith that he's going to do as I seek to honor him with my life. So I, I have no doubt about that. That's in a nutshell, that's where I'm at. And that's quite a list of things. It would seem like some of these create some real opportunity to begin building relationship over time. I'm wondering how does what you're doing with the podcast as well as your videography business, how does that open up doors for you to, to build relationships and then minister to people? Absolutely. So I'll start with a podcast. My podcast, I focus on proactive young professionals. Ironically, there's a lot of people who listen who are in their 50s and 60s. <laughs> That's just how it's worked out. For some reason, I have a knack for connecting with men in their 50s and 60s. I guess it's because I, I consider myself an old soul. I, I, I've i never felt like I was one of the guys. Mm. And so I said to myself, I have a wound here in my soul. I have many wounds, but one of the deepest ones is I've never felt like I truly belong in anywhere. I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's son. And there's been so many gifts and blessings that came with that, that I, I would never change that for the world. I mean, my dad's approach to that is just beautiful. He never was pushy. He just expected things out of love, but there was never a, a pushy, like, you will be a Christian. You will sit here with your shirt tucked in and your tie tight and hold this Baptist. But it wasn't ever like that. Uh, it was mm -hmm. It was a approach of love, but there was an expectancy, but it wasn't a pushy expectancy. It was an accountability. So I knew it was out of love the whole time. And that really blessed my life. I got to say, as a pastor's son, it never pushed me from the church. It only caused me to be more excited about church, which I'm so grateful for. So the podcast I have, I focus on these people who maybe they are just starting out in going after what they believe the Lord's put on their heart. And this process can become alienating for you if you are 
especially for for fellow believers, for Christians, for for people in full-time uh, missionaries, it can be really hard to find others to connect with. It just can. Mm. But when you get those sweet times of fellowship with other missionaries, other church founders, other people who are planning churches, you get to meet them at a dinner or something. A fellowship time is amazing. Typically, those connections are so beautiful and so impactful. So what I wanted to do with my podcast, it's not strictly speaking a religious podcast, okay? But if I have spiritual topics spoken on, I strive to have a guest on who is a person of faith in Christ. So I'll just give you a quick story. So I went to what was called the Summit of Greatness in Columbus, Ohio in October of 2018. So whenever this show launches, that's more than a month ago But at this point. And when I was there, I think it was close to a thousand attendees at this conference, three-day conference, uh, famous speakers coming in, authors, motivational speakers. So you can imagine the new age drip that was going on with these idealistic, utopian, ideal believing things. So I had to be alert and use discernment and love people while I was there. What was amazing to me was the the curiosity I found in people as I shared openly and boldly about my faith in, in Christ and in God. Yeah, I got to tell you, I I was surprised at how bold I was. I was like, who is this guy talking right now? And I was like, the Lord's using me. Just mm. let it happen. Talk to these people. I didn't go around like waving a Bible around. I'm not going to be a, a lie on your podcast and say I was a big Christian influence there because maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But I really strove to love the people I met. Mm. There was a guy ended up meeting named Ryan and Ryan had lost his mother a month prior to coming to this conference. And I didn't know that. And Ryan's only, what, maybe he was 20, 23, a young guy. You know, he's there, he's walking around smiling, doing his best to be, you know, positive and love other people, meet people, connect. And it, my heart just like lurched for him because I'm thinking to myself, here's a, here's a young brother that needs the Lord. He doesn't know God and the hope and peace that comes with knowing Christ Jesus. And I just, I, my heart literally breaks for people like that. And so as I go around this conference, I realize that my walk and my calling uh, are, are a vehicle and a catalyst that God is allowing me to use to be his salt and light in that part of the world. Going to that conference, really, there was multiple times where I was able to share my faith. There was multiple times I was, able, I was walking past a young man. This is not Ryan. This is another guy, probably mid-20s. He's leaning up against this outside of the conference centers or hotel. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me, say hi to him. And you know those promptings we get in your spirit if you're, I don't know what you would call it, but sometimes you just know God wants you to do something. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit telling me this. That's all I heard in, in, in my mind. And I said, okay, it was specifically hi, H-I. So I said to him, hi. And I, that's all I said. Mm. And he looked at me and he looked crestfallen. And it wasn't that he was particularly crestfallen in that moment, but in his life. Mm. And as we spoke, you know, my backpack came off. I took off my my jacket. I was wearing a, a blazer, not a blazer. I don't know, just some jacket. So I took it off because I we we got into a discussion. I got to tell you, we really got into it. His name was Brock. It turned out his father had just caught him with a bunch of weed in his car, marijuana, and. He grew up going to church. His dad was like a, an elder in the church and a Bible-believing church. It wasn't some cultic, not true church. It was actually the Church of Christ from what he told me. And he got turned off from it for a couple different reasons, unfortunately, which happens 
so often, which is so sad. And I, I was able to talk to him and he listened. And it was because I was there, I was at this conference. I was, I, I showed him, Hey, look, you know, I want you to check out my podcast. I just had Ed Milet on. He's a big, well-known name in, in the entrepreneurship community. And he's also a man of faith. And God brought me that interview so that I could have moral authority, more or less, in this in this setting to say, hey, like this is a legit podcast, you know, by the grace of God, and you know, have some influence so that hopefully people will see that following the Lord is actually going to provide you with a life that's far more abundant than anything else. You know, the love and peace of Christ is that's it. That's all we need. You know, He's got it. I would suspect that you probably didn't have the end in mind when you started down this path, but you have a strong sense that God has called you to this specific thing, to the specific things that you're doing. I'm wondering, can you tell us the story of how God called or led you to this, to where you are now? Mm, Yeah, hundred percent. So is this something I'm going to be doing in the next, in five years from now? I'm not sure. I, I kind of doubt it. I think one of the biggest things about starting it was the fear. I actually, I think I created a solo episode on this, Brian, but Mm. I basically say there's fear in starting something. If if there's an edifying and moral calling that you feel the Lord has put on your heart, it's your moral and ethical duty to then pursue that and pursue it hard and ask God to keep you protected and ask God to invigorate you with the strength of the Holy Spirit that only he can, and, and bring you guests that only he could bring you and, and just to live in this sense of uh, just actual faith and awareness of Christ's authority. The story of Christ in, in when, when he was on the boat and, and it was storming and the disciples were freaking out and they forgot. Their, their faith was there. They knew who Jesus was, but their awareness of his authority was not intact. And they freaked out. And there he's down under the deck going, <laughs> he's asleep because he has the authority. All he had to do was tell the wind and the waves, stop. And they listen because he has ultimate authority. And that is so powerful that that so many of us as believers miss, I believe, the the submission to his authority. It's something that I I really am passionate about because I'm just recently realizing it myself. But the journey to the journey to starting out on, you know, just launching a podcast, a lot of people ask, well, how do you do that? Why do you do that? You know, stuff like that. It, to me, I really, I really want to provide a place for driven, proactive young professionals, professionals, excuse me, to feel like they are understood and feel like they're not alone, and give them tactical advice as to how to fight isolation and fight against loneliness, and tell them you are not alone, and to tell them there's something more for you out there. And if they are newer into the entrepreneurial journey, to give them tactical wisdom from experienced, seasoned entrepreneurs, doctors, people who are with significant notoriety. But I believe that God told me to start this podcast. And initially, this was 2016, I didn't want to do it. I I was scared. And I say I didn't want to do it, even though in my mind I was telling myself, oh, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. This is my best idea ever. All this stuff. Well, I wasn't ready. So God took me through a lot of training ground that year and a half before I started this past June. And I got to tell you, it has been so incredible to see him work through me just trying to live in at least somewhat obedience to what I believed he called me to do. Although it's not a strictly speaking Christian quote unquote show, you know, it's a clean show. I don't 
you know, it's not explicit or anything. I really want people to listen to the show and feel inspired. And what I like for the show to do in my life is create a curiosity. Why are you doing this? And why are you so committed to, so committed to developing and changing consistently? Because if that curiosity comes from people who are lost, then I can invite them into a conversation where it's not going to take me long or it's not going to take the Lord long to convict me and tell me to speak up about him and give him all the glory and tell them hmm. he is the reason for everything in my life, period. And and that's really why I do it. And and ultimately, it's it's scary, one, because you're scared to start. It's crazy, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, that's scary. It's fear. But then you start and you realize what you were really afraid of, why you weren't doing it, why you wouldn't go for it. This was so big for me. It changed everything when I realized this was because in my mind, I told myself, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Well, you know, finances might not be good right now. Work might be annoying to me. Uh, My situation where I'm living might not be ideal, might not be facilitating a healthy relationship between me and God. And I was just allowing these things to slide, allowing them to slide. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. You know, when I start that podcast in my mind, I was telling myself when I really go for this because I really believe in it, I I was like, yeah, I'm going to be fine when I do that thing. So it was literally ego. The procrastination became ego because I was not allowing myself to be real and say, no, you need to start this. And the reason is once I started it and started executing on it, I realized that I was afraid to actually win at what I said I wanted to do. Why were you afraid to win? That's a good question. And that's something the Lord has been revealing to me. I've I've always been somebody who's dealt with self-doubt, confidence issues. You know, I take responsibility for that as well. I'm not going to say I had a traumatic childhood because I don't believe I did. There were certain events that occurred that, you know, probably shaped who I am. But I think it's largely due to a lack of self-confidence. And that that's something I have to take full responsibility for, largely because you develop confidence through being able to trust in yourself. And before red flags go off in your head and other believers, I'm not saying over God. I'm saying you have to know that you are you are following through. If you told yourself you're going to get up at 7 a.m. every day and you're getting up at 9 every day and you're just letting it slide, that's going to affect your confidence. And that's what I mean by believing in yourself. I'm, I don't mean like, like worship yourself and meditate in the corner. I'm not sure. talking about that. And and for me, yeah, if I'm being honest, most of my life, I only gave 98%, you know, even at the things I went all out for, I only ever would give probably 90% because I was in my mind, if I failed and it was truly something that I was going for and people were there to support me, but it was really something that God was telling me to do alone, I'd only give 90% so that if it failed, I'd have that 10% to say, oh, well, I didn't really try all the, all the way. What what keeps you going when things get tough? I mean, it's God's love and that's all I can say about that. I mean, I know for a fact, this is one of the huge blessings of being a pastor's kid. I know for a fact, I know it, this conviction that I have been prayed for more than most people mm. because of my position as a pastor's son. Did I go through a lot of weird adversity that most people didn't who were not a pastor's son? Sure. My whole life, everybody was coming in and leaving, coming in and leaving to the point where the last time our church had a, or I should say the church I grew up in, 
Um, it's still active and everything. My dad's still the pastor. The last time we had a full-time youth minister, he actually, when he met me, he remembers thinking, and he told me the story later on, like years later, that my, his impression of me, I was, mind you, I was only like 11 at the time, I believe I was young. And he said, my impression that I gave off to him was how, how long are you going to last? And I didn't say anything. I shook his hand and smiled from my recollection. So Hmm. that's, that's what I've been through my whole life. My, the last time I had a best friend, I was nine years old and they left the church angry. At the end of the day, people are people. But ultimately I, I do see a trend in church culture where people there's still consumers at church, you know, they're consumers in their life and they're consumers at church. And that's a shame. But what keeps me going is, is that prayer, I think, and, and just understanding that I'm a son of God and that, that puts me in, I mean, the victory has already been won. And if I'm only here on this earth as a temporary blip, I want to make it count for God. And, and if I don't, I feel like I'm sinning. I really believe that 100%. So that, that's probably what keeps me going in terms of what I do proactively to help with that. You know, I, you know, scripture, it talks about being healthy. And I think that taking care of my physical health is, is non-optional. I trust me, I enjoy, I just had a Chick-fil-A meal tonight with some, with, with Mm. one of those Chick-fil-A cookies. I skipped the milkshake, but Hey, I got a fries. I got two sandwiches. You know, I'm not talking about self-righteous, healthy guy here, green smoothies every day, but I do like a green smoothie. But proactively, I got to tell you, taking care of that physical, the best you can will change your life and it will open your eyes because it helps to catalyze a smoother connection between all of the dimensions of us as human beings, our mind, will, emotions, heart, soul, and uh, spirit. So all those things can link up better if our brain is pumping on full cylinders and working efficiently. You, you talked about a, a lot of people being consumers in church what made that transition for you to what you're to to being proactive is there a through line in your life or a specific event or series of events or somebody said something and it shifted that's a great question and and it's convicting slightly because it reminds me of some of my wounds of you know part of my drive comes from kind of not getting fully I was loved very well. I love my parents to death. Um, this isn't anything against them or anything, but I was a middle child and there's certain facts of life that go with that. And I believe part of my drive comes from, you know, I come from a lot, you know, I'm German, English and Irish. So there's a lot of stuff like that in our blood generationally. And I think I'm like three generations removed from immigrants. So my parents aren't immigrants or anything, but I'm just super driven. And when I decided to actually stop making excuses and letting myself off the hook, which I still struggle with every day. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not somebody who's going to tell you I don't, but I think it had to come down to somebody telling me like, you know, this isn't an option. What's the alternative? Like, don't go for it. Okay. Does that look attractive to you? Like you could have had the opportunity to speak into someone's life about God, but now you don't have that opportunity because you chose to watch the third season of, of that Amazon Prime show <laughs> or Netflix. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. to me, I'm not convicting people. Don't like, I don't say any of the stuff I say to be cool. I say it because the sooner you look in the mirror, the sooner you start winning and the sooner you start allowing yourself to win for Christ. Does that make sense? Like, I, People don't want to be told anything that makes them feel stirred up especially from some chump that comes on to you know Brian's podcast. I get that. But 
I'm just saying this since you asked me my personal story. And the, the, uh, one of the people I, I consider close to a mentor for my life shares this. This is really interesting. At the end of his life, he wants to make sure, hypothetically, right? Let's say God says, hey, l- let's go to this side room over here, pull this off the shelf. And you go in there and you see a box and it says, Brian, if Brian obeyed everything that he believed God put onto his heart, this is the man you are supposed to be. I want to be as close to that man as possible. And I really need to step it up. Like just being on your show is revealed to me that I need to stop playing small and I need to actually like really step up and be more bold for Christ and stop caring about what people think of me and and just get after it and have more faith. But that's largely why I want to make sure that I can, you know, there is an aspect of financial peace that I want to have. I want to have peace in every area of my life. Do I think I will at all times in my whole life? No, obviously. I think there's always going to be one that may be a little imbalanced in you know, one area of your life. And God uses that to throw you to your knees and realize your need for Him. And I found that is also the case. And you know, Brian, once again, thank you so much for praying for us before the show. And I told Brian, I said, hey, you know, I'm going through some of this stuff right now. And you mentioned that in the prayer. You know, It's like God will allow us to go through struggles to consistently remind us that we are in need of him all t- at all times. But there's also this crazy part of me that's like, well, why do you let me struggle then? Like, hmm. why am I struggling? Because if I'm struggling, then I'm not honoring you in those moments. So I just, it, it just kind of dr- like makes me feel more appreciative of, of God's grace. Let's take a minute to plug your show. You've talked a little bit about what the show is about. If there's somebody listening right now, maybe your show isn't the best fit for them. Maybe it is, but maybe they know somebody where if we appointed them to that show, we could know that they're going to get good information from somebody like you. Who Who's your show for? My show is for you if you are between the ages of, I don't care, 20s all the way to 40s. But specifically, if you're in that transition period after college, you maybe are getting your life in order. You're kind of between 24 and 35 and you're establishing your values. And this, again, this could be any age, but largely it happens when you're in your later 20s, then you'll enjoy the show. The people I bring on, they've been through a lot. They're mostly business owners or, or church founders. I just actually interviewed the dean of the uh, theological seminary at Nyack, New York, Nyack College. I've interviewed Christian authors. I've interviewed secular authors. I've interviewed Dr. Tim Meyer, who is the former, he was leading this ministry called Envision. Envision is like a young adult's ministry. So I, I would just say if you're a young adult and you're proactive, you feel like you want to start writing or you want to start something, then this show is going to inspire you to take action and do it. And it's going to give you tactical tools on how to do that. And also I strive to facilitate true connection. I don't just want to have a show where you come in and listen. So there's a ton of ways to engage with active Instagram active Facebook community. just did a live call on there today with my friend, Brittany. So we're, we're, we're taking some action. We're, we're getting everybody linked up and connected and, and I'm excited. And how can we best pray for you? Well, if you didn't already pick up 20 things you could pray for from this interview, <laughs> I, I guess I'd say, yeah, just, just, just pray that God leads me, keeps my eyes clear and open and, and doesn't allow me to relapse looking through, looking at the world with, with broken lenses that, I am already been baptized, you know, cleansed from, and that would be my my request. All right, and for those of you listening, I would like to encourage you just to go ahead and take a minute right now, pause the recording, and 
pray for Jonathan. Pray that God would do exactly what he's asked. I know if you're like me, it's really easy to forget to do that unless I do it right now. So I'd encourage you to do that as well. Stop by the show notes. We'll have ways for you to connect with Jonathan and link to his podcast, all of that stuff, all there in the show notes. Jonathan, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our time together. Yeah, absolutely. And Brian, thanks so much for what you're doing. And I'm really excited to see what what this show is going to do to help other people get connected and and uh, really give a good community for people who are working and engaging missions. So uh, you're doing some great work. I have a quick update for you about the Engaging Missions show. If you've been a listener for a long time or recently you've started listening, you probably know that I'm asking you to partner with me in four specific ways as I continue to try and grow and to reach more people and to make the show better. And here are the four things in case you don't recall. I'm asking you first to hold me accountable to make a show that you can't wait to share. I'm asking you to be an engaging missions show evangelist, that if you hear something on the show that you know would would benefit somebody, that you go ahead and share that with them and share it specifically with a person. I'm asking you to join me in prayer as an engaging missions show prayer partner to pray for me and my family and for our guests and for the people listening that God would be able to accomplish everything that he has in us and through us for his glory and the advancement of his kingdom. And finally, I'm asking you to prayerfully consider being an Engaging Missions financial partner at a level of maybe $15 or $20 a month, whatever you feel that God would lead you to do. If you want more information about that, you can find that at engagingmissions.com slash patron. Now, I've been getting some positive feedback from some people about how the show is benefiting them, some new listeners as well as some longtime listeners. And that's, on a personal level, that's really encouraging to me. And for you, I hope that that also encourages you as you continue to partner with us to continue to make sure that this show is accomplishing what God has for us and for the people around us. I like knowing that it makes a difference in people's lives, and I suspect that you probably do as well. I've also had a couple of people who have reached out to me asking for help getting started with their own podcast. So I'm really looking forward to being able to be a resource to them and maybe help get some more like-minded shows out there. I think that would be just absolutely wonderful. I've also had a couple of authors reach out for some potential interviews coming up, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity of doing that after I read the books, of course. I, I always like to read the books if I can, just to, to get through them and to make sure that they're what we want to share on the show. I do want to say before I go, though, a special thank you to Jonathan Frederick for joining us and also to Jeff and Gabby for their ongoing work with the show. The show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Jonathan Frederick. That's where you're going to find ways to connect with our guests as well as links to the valuable resources that we talked about. If you're listening in your favorite podcast app right now, you can probably just tap or swipe to get to those show notes. Make sure that you come back next week. We're going to be talking with Gregory about what God is doing in Cyprus. And there's some some pretty interesting things that God's been doing. If you want to make sure that you don't miss that and you haven't already subscribed to the show, visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. Choose your favorite podcast app and subscribe right there. And if you found this valuable, I do ask that you would go ahead and share this with somebody. One or two people that you think would benefit from it, send them an email, give them a phone call. If you want to send it on Facebook or Twitter, that's great. I'd appreciate that. But especially for that one or two people that you know would benefit from this, I would ask that you go ahead and share that with them 
directly. You might be the person that God uses to connect with a resource or to provide some kind of relationship or some resource to them so that they can continue to draw from what he has for them through what we're doing here. You might be the one that's able to do that. So I would really appreciate that. Make sure that you come back in a couple of weeks when we're going to be hearing from Gregory.